You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. I'm Mike Lunsford, and this is Mike Explores, a podcast venture where I try to answer questions about the world around us. To put it simply, the legal system is complicated. When you find yourself in any sort of legal trouble, and your only recourse is to head to court and you're involved with lawsuits, personal injury damages, negligence, and other intimidating terms like that, what is a regular person to do? I mean, you could watch Law and Order, or you could be well-versed in the scenes from My Cousin Vinny, but that's not a sound legal defense, unfortunately. You need advice, legal counsel, or as we know them by their profession, you need a lawyer. But that's the thing, isn't it? Legal expertise doesn't come cheap. The consistent narrative is that rich people stay out of trouble because they can afford the best legal representation. So what do you do if you're not rich? What do you do if you're in a car accident that was somebody else's fault? If you grew up on television like yours truly, there's some lawyer whose ads were all over the airwaves that you remember a catchy jingle or a slogan, and that's the first person you think of. Our guest today, Josh Swadron, is trying to change all of that. Because frankly, the legal system is complex, and the less people know about it, the more it benefits those who are trying to make a buck off of the uninformed. So, so tell me a little bit about Mighty. What exactly is Mighty? So Mighty uh, is who we hope uh, everyone in the country calls uh, after an accident as an alternative to calling the lawyer that you'll see on the billboards or the TV commercials singing a jingle. And we want to be a service that helps people in their most critical time um, and is uh, trusted uh, and relied on uh, in a way that you would refer us to your best friend. And in the personal injury industry today, which has a reputation for being quite, frankly, quite the opposite, um, you know, that's a, that's a really lofty goal. So, yeah, and I want to, I want to dive into that immediately. Um, as soon as, and I guarantee any listener out there, when they hear personal injury lawyer, the first thing they're thinking of is those really overdramatic commercials that you see on daytime TV or the ridiculous billboards that you see. Like I, we're, we're, I'm here in Virginia. Whenever I travel south and we're going to like Disney World, for instance, all along 95, there's just a million of those billboards on there where so-and-so got me this much money, you know, and like it's... It's kind of crazy because you would think that something like the legal system, you would think that something like uh, personal uh, injury lawyers would be a little more formal, but they seem to be very like overdramatic. And, and it's almost like a like a product that they're trying to sell as opposed to a service that they're providing. How do, like, how do you fight that? Because the, the perspective that you're bringing to this is like, hey, we want to be your advocate as opposed to I'm going to fight for you. It's, it's much less adversarial than like a lot of the ads are like how has that been for you and like what what like what have you been doing like how hard has it been for you to fight to make this distinction yeah so so uh i think what you're pointing out is that mighty when we launched uh launched a brand that uh aims to be antithetical to the billboard lawyers that you see up and down the highway 
Um, and in doing that, uh, first I should note that we've re re received uh, really uh, a ton of pushback from the traditional PI lawyers because of the way that we talk uh, and because of the fact that we actually are calling out a lot of the bad practices um, in PI. But we can get to that later. To answer your specific question, it is very challenging to go into an industry where hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars a year are spent on billboards and TV commercials and radio ads and fight with truth and subtlety. Uh, and uh, we've tried to do it in a few different ways. One of them is through how we brand ourselves. So personal injury lawyers, uh, they brand themselves like, we'll fight for you, as you said. Uh, they're often holding weapons in their hands. Uh, they often have like fake muscles um, and they never wear glasses because they're too tough to need glasses. And Mighty has created our, a brand around being nerdy uh, and seeking information and uh, wanting to ask the question why uh, and wanting to do what's in the best interest um, of our customer as opposed to what makes the most money. Uh, and um, it's, a, it's a challenge that we're going to have to fight for years to come because overcoming all the noise um, is, is, incredibly, is incredibly challenging. I wanted to kind of dig into that a little bit further as well with, with something like this. So the actual like details of, of how this works. So would this be, is it a situation where like if somebody is in an accident, like you said, you wanted them, you want to um, have them call you guys first. They want, you want them to call Mighty first when it comes to these sorts of things. Would you be taking on the cases? Would Do you have like a team of lawyers that would be doing this for them? Or is this more of like a referral network? Is this like a financial situation where you can help them with the, the funds to get a lawyer? Um, I'm just kind of interested in more of like the actual like logistics of the whole thing. Yeah, so so great question. So I guess to answer your first question first, um, Mighty, which uh, I'm the CEO uh, and founder of, um, is a, uh, a technology and service company, and we are affiliated with a law firm that is independently owned called Mighty Law. Uh, they have licensed our, our trade name. Uh, and what makes the Mighty Law lawyers unique from the personal injury lawyers that you see on the billboards and TV commercials uh, is they agree to a code of conduct that is unlike anything that exists in personal injury today, which ensures that they're always going to look out for their customers uh, in ways that are very different than traditional personal injury lawyers. Um, and I'm sure we'll go into detail about what those differences are. But to answer, to answer your question, yes, right after an accident, we want people to call Mighty. And when they call a traditional personal injury lawyer that they see on the billboard, that personal injury lawyer is going to try and sign them to a retainer as quickly as humanly possible because doing so will immediately entitle them to 33 to 40% of the entire claim that the uh, person who was injured is going to bring. Um, and the reason there's so much marketing and advertising is because there's a race to acquire those that interest uh, from all of these consumers, right? Someone gets injured, all of a sudden, the lawyer you sign with is gonna get a third to 40% um, of your entire settlement uh, the moment you the moment you sign. So Mighty 
uh, also wants people to call it uh, when they get injured. But one key difference uh, is when you work with Mighty or Mighty Law, uh, the first 60 days, uh, there's no uh, there's no obligation to stay with us. Mighty doesn't actually, uh, Mighty Law doesn't get anything um, until that 61st day where people are happy with the service, uh, where people have already started receiving help getting medical treatment. Uh, they, they will have already had a lawyer and gotten uh, advice from that lawyer. Um, and any time during that period, they can leave because we believe that the best services under promise and over deliver, as opposed to personal injury lawyers that try and over promise in these ads and, and often under deliver. So that's just a key difference. But yes, the, sh the shortest answer is people can call Mighty and get help immediately from a team of uh, lawyers, uh, medical experts, and other people who can help them navigate their, their journey after an accident. Josh and I continue to speak about the legal system and how insurance works and how unscrupulous people will prey on people being unfamiliar with how either side works. The question boils down to this. With insurance's main function being indemnification, essentially bringing a customer back to being whole and back to their pre-loss state, how difficult is it to overcome when both sides are looking to make the most money? So when an accident happens, uh, a, a race begins. And I've talked about how that race has far more money at stake than any NASCAR race or Kentucky Derby race. And in one lane of that race is the Geico's in all states of, state, uh, of the world. And what they are trying to do after an accident is settle the claim directly with the person who uh, was the innocent uh, person in the in the in the accident for as low of a price as possible? Uh, they're essentially trying to buy 100% of the claimant's uh, settlement from them from a, for a bargain basement price, and they're trying to do that before they hire a lawyer. In the other lane, are hundreds or thousands of personal injury lawyers. Uh, who are also racing to buy 33 to 40% of the innocent party's claim, which is basically hiring a contingency lawyer. That's what all the advertising and billboards try and do. And uh, there are rules that govern both sides, uh, but ultimately the, the party who most loses is the consumer because they're the, they're the casualty of the race uh, because both sides, the insurance company and the personal injury lawyers, they don't trust each other and they try and race as fast as possible. Um, and what often happens to use your parlance is that they never get made whole. The injured party uh, who has insurance uh, in order to ensure that uh, after an accident, they get back to their pre-accident state, it never happens because the are caught in the middle of this of these repeat players. So um, I want to just everyone to understand, uh, first and foremost, like that this race exists. And uh, I think both sides can frankly do much better. Uh, but to your point, the personal injury lawyers um, 
try and make uh, this out not only to be uh, their services are 100% needed, uh, but that you're about to go to war and you don't know how to fight in this war. And if you hire me, the personal injury lawyer, I've won this war so many times and I'm gonna fight for you. Um, and the reality is actually that it's really mostly filing paperwork. <laughs> and, one of, and one of the reasons that we've personified Mighty's brand as kind of nerds with glasses on is because we're really good at filing paperwork. And that's often all that's needed after an accident which is a, a huge uh, uh, like brand difference than the, the personal injury lawyers that we all know and, and, and don't love. It's one of those things where it's really, really tough. And one of the things that you said that really resonated with me with, uh, the most was that this is a race between two people, but neither of them loses. It's the yeah. consumer that loses. Yeah. And like the consumer doesn't even know that the race exists. Yes. And that's like that that is not scary, but like eye-opening for me because I never thought of it like that. Um so when you talk about this and, and you and you explain like like, you know, hey, we're a bunch of nerds working for, for your uh for your benefit, is that is that part of this as well? It's just kind of pulling the curtain back and showing people like, hey, this is not a wizard, guys. This is just a dude pushing some buttons, like the Wizard of Oz basically, like, let me show you what's actually happening behind you know, the curtain that they don't want you to see. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly right. I think we are trying to reimagine what should happen after an accident and how the injured party should be treated, uh, what they should do, who they should hire, how much of their case they should give away. And um, again, I mentioned this earlier, but one of the ways that we do that is intentionally not making it a race when you sign with Mighty. Um, and, and the way that we have done that um, is by giving everybody 60 days uh, to actually try the service uh, before having to give away uh, anything. Uh, and that is our, that's one of many things that we've done to change uh, how the, the, the service works against the status quo personal injury lawyer. Um, but there's a lot of other things that we've both done already to make the experience fairer and superior to what exists today. And there are so many things that we're really excited to do in the months and years ahead uh, to you know transform this. Because I, again, it's just, it's wild that, I think you said it really well, this race exists, but the person who was injured both has no idea it exists. Uh, and also is really being re-victimized all over again um, after uh, this other tragic thing happened that that involved physical injury to them, and it's it's not fair that the that the world uh, works like this. Is that ultimately what this is about for you? Is this about balancing the scales, about making it fair? Yeah, uh, well, uh, th there's no doubt. So just to give you a, a few minute backstory of how we came about launching this consumer product. Um, Mighty for a number of years uh, was solely focused on providing software to personal injury lawyers around the country 
to make their practices more efficient, their, their law practices. And we saved those lawyers over a hundred million dollars uh, in 12 months. Uh, and when we learned about the fact that none of that hundred million dollars, as far as we could tell, had been passed on to consumers in cost savings, um, we thought, well, what are we doing? Like we are, we're a mission driven company. We have mission driven people. We're trying to make the personal injury system more efficient. And we've accomplished that. We've, we've, we've made efficiencies and cost savings in this space, but the personal injury lawyers aren't actually passing it on to their customers. And so what we decided to do was launch a competitive service that actually took those savings that are brought by technology and automation um, and pass them on to the consumer in lower prices. So another thing that is true of, of Mighty and Mighty Law um, is that uh, we're less expensive than the industry standard personal injury lawyer, despite actually offering far, far more services. Um, and so everything we do is mission driven. But I will say that there's a philosophical debate about uh, doing doing charity and doing mission work. And a lot of people think that altruism um, is often capitalism. And I will admit that even in our uh, company, that is partially true. So the traditional personal injury lawyer wants to be on as many billboards as possible. And they want to charge as much as they possibly can because they want to buy more billboard space. Mighty wants to be the ethical uh, law firm and service that people trust and will refer to their friend. And if we don't have to pay for those billboards because people are actually referring us to their friends, uh, we'll actually make more money because we won't have to buy those billboards or buy those TV commercials. So for us, doing the right thing uh, is not only the right thing to do, but we actually think it will ultimately be the more profitable thing to do because we'll be relying on word of mouth and reputation instead of having to buy uh, yet one more billboard. So I want to go into something you said um, and, and, and the, the answer you just gave. Um, was there a certain amount of like a sinking feeling in your stomach when you were seeing, hey, we just saved these companies like millions and millions of dollars and then none of it was going back to the customer where you're like, oh no, what have I done? Yeah, I think it was more, I can't believe I ever thought this would actually happen. And what was I thinking? Um, and kind of disappointment in ourselves. Um, it actually, th there was an apex to it where we actually had the uh, ability to offer us these personal injury lawyers a service that they all wanted um, that would have generated us, uh, you know, roughly $10 million uh, over two years. But there was one catch, which is that the services that we would provide these personal injury law firms they could legally pass on to their clients out of their settlement as a as a case cost as an expense and even though the law firm was saving money uh by using our the service that we had uh made available um 
the client would have been worse off for the law firms that had used it. And that was really the reckoning at Mighty where we said, we are not going to allow this to happen. Uh, it's one thing if these law firms don't pass on the savings to clients. It's a whole different thing if they actually are get savings, but they're it's gonna cost the client even more. Um, and that's when we knew that we had to um, compete with them and offer consumers uh, a better service than that, that exists today. One of the things that was always um, frustrating to me was that there are certain institutions, um, I feel like when in need of uh, assistance with the government is one of them. Um, I think when needing assistance with legal matters is another. And honestly, I think insurance falls into this category as well, where most people don't understand it. And they're afraid to ask because they think that they're going to be running into that um, I don't want to use names. I almost did. Um, they they're gonna they're gonna run into one of those like lawyers who's like, hey, I'm I'm gonna fight for you, and really they're just looking out for their best interest. They're not looking out for the client's best interest. Same thing with insurance. They're gonna speak to somebody, and somebody's just gonna sell them something and not explain what it is. Um, yeah. I so run into this. I run into the same thing. Like I just had to um, the the place I went to uh, school. Um, turned out to be uh, fraudulent. So I had to go through a bunch of uh, loops and uh, or jump through a bunch of hoops in order to get my student loan debt wiped clean. But all of those things, like they're purposefully like difficult to make it so that you don't want to do it. Is that something that you find a lot with this as well? Is that something that you're trying to remedy? Yeah, so, so um, I am intellectually fascinated by incentives. And one of the quotes that I think about a lot is by Charlie Munger, who's Warren Buffett's partner. Um, and he has a quote that is, show me the incentive and I will show you the action. Uh, so incentives are incredibly powerful and incentives lead people to do um, things that they probably shouldn't be doing. And getting incentives right is an incredibly powerful tool in changing behavior. Now, personal injury lawyers, in my opinion, have fooled everybody because they, they have argued that their incentives are aligned with the incentives of their clients. Um, and this is often talked about with the contingency fee. So the way that personal injury lawyers get paid is by getting a percentage of the settlement uh, and so the lawyer then goes out and says to a prospective client, I only get paid if you win and I get a percentage of what you win. So I'm incentivized to want to try and get as much as possible for you. And so our incentives are aligned. And the truth is that the incentives are misaligned. And I'll, I'll give you one example of how this plays out. The lawyer, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna nerd out a little bit with some uh, with some uh, some inside terms, but the lawyer gets a percentage of what's called the gross settlement. The client only gets the net settlement, and so the lawyer is incentivized not to increase their client's net settlement, but increase the gross settlement amount. And one way that the lawyer effectuates this is by recommending medical providers who are known to aggressively treat. 
and oh, so uh, just to, behind it is just to make sure we're uh, kind of keeping the in, uh, the listeners in on the loop. Aggressively treat meaning like um, if somebody like got whiplash, they're like, oh, not only did you get whiplash, this caused you a lot of emotional damage, didn't it? And obviously, you're not going to be able to work for three to six months. Like instead of like leading, essentially leading the customer. Um, or the uh, the client or the patient in this case towards a decision instead of asking them how they feel about things. Um, I think that's kind of the cliche way of thinking about it. Okay. Uh, and I think the, your example might be slightly hyperbolic. Uh, okay. Respectfully, I think I think it actually shows up in practice in more subtle and arguably more powerful ways. Okay. So the example that I like to use is there are two different medical providers. One medical provider typically recommends physical therapy for knee injuries. The other medical provider typically recommends surgery. And the recommendation for surgery far exceeds industry norm for a practice like theirs. And then law firm, they know that if they recommend the surgeon or doctor that often recommends surgery, that the settlement is going to be worth a lot more because settlements are often based on the amount of medical treatment that the client received. And so what you see is that the uh, in, 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 in many cases, or in, 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 in some cases, these, these lawyers uh, are referring clients to medical providers uh, that overtreat. Uh, now it doesn't happen all the time. I'm not trying to make broad claims, uh, but there's uh, in, there's many, many, many instances I've seen myself. And in fact, uh, in some in some places, this practice is so prevalent that the medical providers are actually have a, a, a pejorative uh, that is associated with them. They're called chop shops. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Yikes. Uh, and so chop shop denotes a medical provider who likes to cut <laughs> uh, through surgery, uh, as opposed to treating physical therapy. And, and that is, and that is how it shows up. Okay. Uh, it also shows up in, in pushing the client to treat, um, more than they might otherwise want to. Um, and it's not always nefarious. You know, there, there are just often people who would say, I need, I just need to go to work. Uh, I don't have time to treat. Um, so that, that, that example, uh, in my opinion, isn't, isn't, isn't so, so bad, but there, there, there's examples like that, that I can go kind of on and on about. I gotcha. And like, honestly, like my basis for that is like television. So yeah. like, yeah. that's what I think of when I think of these like doctors who are saying those sorts of things. What has been the biggest struggle for you in this, in this battle? Because it's, it sounds like it's you, you have run into some obstacles that you have run into some roadblocks when you've been trying to do this yeah so so um I'll, I'll answer that question in two different ways i would say that the biggest surprise has been that personal injury law firms have uh coordinated uh attacks against us um and this shows up uh in in uh, fa fa uh, them uh, fa falsely claiming things on social media and attacking us. Uh, they've reported unfounded things to uh, the, the, the state bar. Uh, they have um, threatened to sue us. 
they have uh, we I'll, I'll tell you the funniest one. Mighty has cr criticized billboard lawyers. And what we decided to do was put our own billboard up that would actually criticize the billboard lawyers in the billboard. So we, we weren't going to target the consumer. We were going to actually critique the other billboards. And we got approved for 10 billboards uh, and uh, across three different uh, billboard companies. Um, and last minute, they all rejected us. And when we asked why, uh, the official answer was it didn't meet our policy, but they couldn't point to the policy it didn't meet. But then we got back channel answers, some of them in writing saying we were attacking some of their biggest customers. Oh. So, so I would say that that was the biggest surprise. I'll tell you the biggest disappointment. And I think this is probably actionable for your listeners. Mighty is building a superior service to what exists in personal injury today. But in order for it to be successful, consumers have to give a damn. And I think what's been most disappointing is that it's, it's incredibly hard to educate people that they shouldn't just call the first billboard they see and sign with them. I'm not even saying to use Mighty, but anybody who's in an accident, they should call four or five different services or law firms and talk to them, understand their pricing, understand why they're different, understand why uh, they're unique, and then they should choose. And in a world where that is how consumers behave, and it's, by the way, how they should behave, because this is an incredibly important decision, yeah. Uh, that might involve tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or more dollars. Um, when we want people to shop around because if they shop around, we're confident that they're going to pick us. But if they simply sign with the first law firm that tells them that we will represent you, uh, then Mighty probably loses um, because then quality doesn't matter. And I think that's been the hardest part for us. The most disappointing part um, is it's just really hard to educate the market that they should be, uh, that they should actually care and that they should do something about it. When you look at this, when you look at the legal system and, and how easy it is for people with means to get what they need because they can sue, they can hire a lawyer, those sorts of things. Um, is that something, because I don't, no, you know what? I will. Um, we talk about critical race theory and how the systems in our country oftentimes are biased against people with lower means or people of color. Is that something that you're seeing with the personal injury side of things as well, where people with lower uh, financial means, people with uh, uh, people who are people of color or people who are maybe not native to the country uh, who are here struggle when it comes to these sorts of things? Yeah, I mean, the, the short answer is yes. Um, and it plays out in, in, a, in a few different ways. So the most um, maybe polarizing is that people with means who get in accidents often don't even bring their claims because they don't want to go through all the rigmarole that is involved in hiring a lawyer uh, and dealing with a personal injury suit 
uh, and everything that goes along with it. Now, in in in, in very serious uh, injuries, uh, you know, obviously the, the, there there's exceptions, but the process of going through a personal injury case, having to get a certain uh, type of medical treatment, um, having to hire a personal injury lawyer and deal with all of that, um, waiting uh, years often for the case to settle. Uh, most people don't want to do. And then at the end of your case, uh, finally setting, settling and getting pennies on the dollar in your in the actual amount you get versus what your lawyer conditioned you to believe that you were going to get at the beginning of your case. Most people with means don't want to deal with all that BS. Uh, and they can afford not to have to. But people who are from marginalized communities, who lost weeks of a paycheck because their job doesn't uh, uh, tell them, hey, oh, you got injured? Oh, take a few weeks off, paid, don't worry. They need to pursue their cases. Um, and what they find is it is often uh, longer and harder than they imagined. And I can't tell you how many people have told me that if they knew what they know now after their case, uh, they would never have pursued it. Uh, so I think that's one way it manifests. Um, I think another way it, it manifests um, is, you know, th there's the old saying, um, uh, it's expensive to be poor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that plays out in personal injury, especially uh, because if you have don't have health insurance, for example, you often are treated by doctors who will charge you a lot more uh, as a as a percentage of your of your case. They'll actually get a piece of your case in lieu of taking money up front. Or and so there, there's so many ways in personal injury where it is very expensive to be poor. When you were saying that, like they don't have to, like people of means don't have to. Like they don't have to, it's not a big deal because they may not have to work. Like they're not living paycheck to paycheck. Like, and and the people who do need this money can't afford to miss work because it's this like vicious catch 22 cycle of like, I need the money um, so that I can pay for my medical bills. But in order to have medical insurance in the first place, I need to go to work, but I can't go to work because I was in this accident. And in yeah. order to pay for and, the accident, I need to be able to go to court. And like, it, it's, yeah, it's and, awful. And, and I'll actually give you an example that you just reminded me of that I think is actually the most vicious is that, uh, and this is this is me uh, cr critiquing the insurance companies a bit. Yeah. Um, when, you're, when you're poor and you get injured uh, and you don't have money uh, to, you know, recover, you're often forced to go to work, uh, even injured because you can't miss that paycheck. You're living paycheck to paycheck. Um, and what does the insurance company do? They say, oh, well, you went to work a week after your accident. So you must not have been that injured. So we're actually not going to pay you as much. Yeah. And, uh, they're like, no, well, it's not that I wasn't injured. It's that I had no other option. Uh, and, uh, that's an example. It's another example of how being poor, uh, exacerbates your problems, uh, in, in litigation and personal injury cases.
does it ever get does it weigh on you heavily that this is a, a an uphill battle because you've already mentioned that you've already seen uh like lawyers like well we're gonna sue you because of this and x y and z like how do you stay hopeful in the midst of this of, of fighting a, a the system basically yeah i mean i think i think i feel incredibly empowered because even coming on a show like this gives me an opportunity to educate people that they have the power to effectuate change and ultimately what it comes down to is education if consumers are educated the the market will change and there's always ways that we can educate so for example i've uh i've started to dabble uh, uh, in, in YouTube videos and TikTok videos, uh, giving people advice that personal injury lawyers don't want their customers to know, uh, and telling them truths. And so that is incredibly empowering to me because I feel that, uh, doing that times 10 or a hundred or a thousand or a million um, will 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 help educate, and you know I, I'm also just a big believer in the more people push back, uh, especially people in the industry, the more you know you're onto the right thing. So for me, uh, it actually is uh, is has the opposite effect. I think of how they intend it. Uh, they whenever whenever they push, instead of falling down, I I I, I myself am the type that stands up straighter. Um, and so I think that's been, um, that's been, I think a good, uh, mentality shift as well. You wouldn't be getting any pushback if you weren't doing something that was going to make an impact. Like that's, yeah, that's right. yeah. I hear you. The best intersection that I think a lot of companies have found is how you both positively effectuate change, but you can also actually make the positive effectuation of change a business model in itself because people want to be associated with companies that do the right thing and they and they recommend them to friends at a high, high at a far higher rate uh than other companies and so i think the marriage between those is uh is the best otherwise it's just charity Josh and I got a little off topic and discussed the politics of business and capitalism in which he brought up a really great point about the difficulty of determining which company is the right one to support. It comes down to doing your research. And like we've discussed on this episode, sometimes the marketing, those ads, they point you in a different direction. When I, when I hire people and um, I describe two companies uh, and I ask them which they prefer to work at. Uh, so, um, I tell the person that they are, uh, they are an animal rights, uh, uh, fan, uh, meaning they, they're, they're big into animal rights. Um, and they have the choice to work at two companies, one company, uh, the company is very animal rights focused. Um, and, uh, for every product they sell, doesn't matter what product is. Uh, they donate 10% of the proceeds uh, to saving the animals in whatever country you want to pick. Um, but they, they use that phil, phil, uh, uh, philanthropy uh, from the product that they sell uh, in order to pay it forward. 
The other company uh, has uh, a culture uh, of not giving a, a damn about animals. Uh, they don't talk about animals. No one has animals at the company. Uh, but they have invented uh, a product that tastes like meat, uh, but is completely vegetarian and will save the killing of tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of animals, uh, which is part of their uh, passion is saving animals. Uh, and I asked people which company they would rather work at. Um, and what we're looking for is actually more people who want to work at the, the latter company. Um, because I think for me, uh, the marriage between the, the product has to do the work. Yeah. And the companies that, for example, like Tom's, uh, you know, they, 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 for every pair of shoes you buy, they donate to a pair of shoes to someone in need. I think that's incredible, uh, but that to me is different than actually creating a product that effectuates change. And so uh, like a Beyond Meat has probably done more for the animal rights movement, yeah. uh, even though that might not have been of their goal or their intent, than I think probably any charity or any organization has done. Um, and a company like Uber um, has arguably helped uh, effectuate more change where pre-Uber, uh, you would see a minority trying to hail a cab um, and cabs would just drive by um, and it was terrible. Um, and now, you know, with Uber, everyone gets treated, uh, you know, the, 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 the same way. So um, anyway, I, 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 I think, so I think that's kind of thought, thought number one. Yeah, and um, just to be clear, I don't think we're as far off as you think we are because that's a really good point. The answer to your question is, what advice uh, would I give people without means on how to effectuate change? Um, I think it goes back to education. And education is free. Uh, and not only education of oneself, but education of friends, family, um, and now through social media, even even strangers, if there is a cause that people believe in, uh, they should shout it from the rooftop and they shouldn't shout their opinions uh, as much as they should shout facts and information that will help um, people uh, understand more deeply what they should do and what they shouldn't. And that would be my advice to people. Um, is is to help educate and um, and do it from as factual basis as possible. One of the things I cannot stand is when corporations will tell their employees, "We're all family here," yeah. and it's like, uh, yeah. So th yeah. this this I very much agree with you on. Yeah. Um, you uh, <laughs> you know th there there are certainly companies that lean into who they are, uh, and then there are companies that say things because the opposite is true. And in personal injury um, and insurance, you know, in personal injury, we will fight for you. Uh, we have your back. Um, it, it, we, our incentives are aligned with yours. Yeah. Um, are often lines that make up 
for the fact that the opposite is usually true. What's when, when are you going to be, now I wouldn't say satisfied, but when are you going to say, yes, this is successful. This is, this thing is doing exactly what I want it to do. Uh, as far as Marty is concerned, like, when are you going to be able to look at this and say with certainty, like, I, I really did make a difference here. I really, um, had a huge impact or is it just a matter of like each case you're seeing one case that really went better than it did. Is, is it something that you take joy from like the individual thing or are you looking on a grander scale? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's nice to do things on an individual basis, and it helps when you see the individual basis. It helps you like sustain for the longer term thing. But ultimately, Mighty is being built for a grander purpose. And you said it when you were talking in the at the beginning of of, of the episode um, about the purpose of insurance. Um, which is to kind of make you whole and to get you back to your pre-accident state. And when you ask people today who are injured, whether they've gotten back to their pre-accident state, uh, so many of them say no. Uh, they miss paychecks. They're still suffering from pain. They still have bills. That And Mighty's goal, goal is to create a system where everybody says yes. I'm back to my normal or my new normal, whatever that might be. And um, I think that is one way that you'll know that we've succeeded. I think the other way you'll know that we've succeeded um, is we will somehow end the race that I was describing earlier. Yeah. Uh, the race between the insurance company who is trying to buy 100% of the claim, aka settle, and the personal injury lawyer who's trying to buy 33 to 40% of the case AKA sign my contingency agreement so I can represent you. And when that race is over, um, I think Mighty will also have succeeded. I wanna thank you very much for being on the show, uh, for talking about all the wonderful things that you're doing. So if somebody was interested in what you've got going on, or if they're in a situation where they need help, they need counsel when it comes to personal injury, um, is it, it's mighty.com, correct? Yeah, we have the best domain in uh, all of personal injury, um, mighty.com. Um, they can call us uh, no matter where in the country they are, um, and we can we can help them. And, uh, you know, we'd be excited to, um, you know, chat with you. Uh, as I said, um, certainly the, the first call, there's, there's no charge, but uh, Mighty is unique because uh, if you sign with Mighty Law, uh, you can literally leave within 60 days uh, without owing us uh, anything and have gotten free legal advice um, and other help during that time. Um, and that's simply because uh, we believe that um, showing what we can do uh, should be the first thing that uh, companies uh, are required to do at people's most critical times. Absolutely. Again, thank you so much for joining us today, Josh. Thanks so much, Mike. So to close up shop here on this episode, I wanted to discuss what kind of our takeaways are here, what uh, what we learned from this episode. Put a bow on the conversation. The key here is education. The key here is doing your research. And that can be difficult and scary, especially when it comes to something like insurance, when it comes to things like personal injury lawyers. It's frightening, especially when your life has been affected in a profound way by something like an accident. Understand 
and realize that not everybody is interested in what's best for you. They're looking to make a dollar. They're looking to do what's best for their company, for their bottom line. With companies like Mighty, that's the goal. The goal is to try to help people, to try to help them understand what's going on, but also to show that the system is often rigged against us. And it often is at our detriment. And we see these billboards and we see these ads. And ultimately, it's just trying to prey upon that ignorance. The best weapon against ignorance is knowledge. Think of it like this. The consumer that no business wants to deal with is an educated consumer. Because then they can't get over on you. Then they can't manipulate you. They can't squeeze every extra cent out of you so that their bottom line looks better. In the end, these industries like insurance, like personal injury, were created to help people. But as often happens, people see the dollar signs. They see the extra money that can be made from this. And they try to take advantage of people who don't know the system. Don't let that happen. Ask questions. Find people who you know work in the insurance industry. Find people like Josh Schwadron. Go to mighty.com and look these things up. Ask questions. Do the research. But realize, too, that sometimes the best research you can get is from an expert, from somebody in the industry. That's my parting words when it comes to this episode of Mike Explores. So I hope that this was informative. I hope somebody learned something from this. If in listening to this podcast, you were able to gain something and helped you understand things a little bit better, then my mission was accomplished for this particular episode. But I will continue to explore the world around us, continue to find people who are trying to do things to make this world a better place. So until the next episode, my name is Mike Lunsford, and thank you so much for listening and continue to explore the world around you. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs>